In this week's episode, we're going to look at whether you're ready for coaching. Now, don't get me wrong, you might be surprised that I'm going to talk as a business coach and mentor around some of the reasons why perhaps you're not yet ready for coaching. But it's just as important for people to understand as to when they're ready for coaching as it is to understand when they're not. You see, coaching whilst is an incredibly powerful and impactful tool for many people at many times in their life, it's not for everyone and it's not for all the time. So today I want to offer some clarity with regards to when I believe are the good reasons and the perhaps the, 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 the wrong reasons to consider coaching, which like I say might be somewhat of a surprise to say that we run a coaching business. But I believe that there are seven considerations that you need to make before determining as to whether coaching is right for you or right for you right now. So without further ado, let's get diving and find out as to what those seven things are. So you're a business owner dedicated to the significant and sustainable growth of both you and your business. Welcome to the Add a Zero podcast. First of all, have you got the time? Now, don't get me wrong, we all have the same amount of time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and it doesn't matter who you are or where you are in the world, we can't expend or expand that amount of time. Time is infinite, but it's also very measured, um, and we have to be conscious of it. So what I mean by do you have the time is are you ready to invest the time in yourself and the process. I've come across a number of people that said, I'd love to do some coaching, but I simply haven't got the time. And the simple fact is that what they're actually saying is, I'm not yet ready to invest the time or to make the time available for me to be able to engage with the process. Coaching isn't something that you simply plug in and it happens. Coaching is becomes a way of life, becomes part of who you are and what you need to do. And to be able to benefit from the process, from, to be able to really um, engage with the process and get out of coaching what it is that you're seeking, it has to be something that you're willing to commit to, not simply for the 30, 45, 50, 60 minutes, whatever it is that you spend with your coach each week, fortnight, month, whatever time frame it is that's agreed between the two of you, but about being able to implement the things that you discuss and work together on into your daily, weekly, monthly lives. Certainly within our own programmes, we suggest that you know, we have a launch program called the SAS Pathfinder program. I'm, I'm very specific about being able to target um, and name and brand all of our programs around my, my former military career. Um, so we have one of our programs, which is called the SAS Pathfinder program. Now, physical intervention with me and with your coach uh, tends to be um, fortnightly for around 75 minutes a time, thereabouts. Um, I'm, I'm not one for sticklings to the clock and if people have got questions at the end of each session I do tend to hang around afterwards for quite a while and, and help and support people at the end of each session but invariably they're about 75 minutes fortnightly throughout the year. 
But that doesn't mean to say that you need to commit to two or three hours um, a month to get the most out of the programme. Um, I've suggested on our website and um, throughout all of the literature around Pathfinder that I suggest that Pathfinder probably takes about two full days a month to be able to really impact and benefit from the programme. Certainly some of our most successful clients through the Pathfinder programme have tended to apply about half a day a week to the implementation of the things that they learn within that coaching programme. So first of all, and, and I think the most important things to give considerations to if you're going to potentially work with a coach or mentor is are you ready to commit the time it requires in order to not just attend the session but to implement the things that have been discussed and agreed within the session and do you see that as a valuable use of your time that you're willing to be able to make a regular and permanent investment in implementation of the things that have been discussed and agreed. Number two, do you actually identify and see the gap between where you currently are and where you'd like to be? Are you consciously aware that there are things within your life or your business that you need to work on and perhaps that that gap is quite significant right now and you would like some help and support and guidance in how to be able to, one, bridge the gap and two, how to do it safely and securely and significantly and sustainably but but also to do it perhaps at a more rapid pace than that that you would have done if you'd adapted it and adopted it naturally, that you'd done it on your own. There are many people who have been exceptionally successful in business um, by simply bullishness and attacking every problem head on um, and, and working through the programmes and the problems that they, they face along the way. Now, the benefit of coaching or mentorship is it enables people to be able to understand and reflect and look at a whole series of different scenarios and uh, potential uh, opportunities or potential futures to determine and establish as to perhaps which is the right one for, for you and your business and to be able to have a third party um, view of that perhaps with some background and experience in that industry or certainly in that problem or where you are right now tends to be very beneficial to people to be able to work through those programs and, and thoughts and ideas and suggestions and, and opportunities as opposed to simply going bullish and hoping for the best. Um, but I certainly believe that somebody who is open to coaching understands that there is a gap between where they are and where they would like to be and keen to be able to have somebody else to help and support and guide them to be able to move from place of current to place of desire um, with some help and support and guidance along the way. Um, often we tend to find people who are starting in a coaching program start with some form of frustration. It might be that you know that you should be achieving more but whatever for every reason that you're, you're not currently doing so or maybe that you've tried several things but none of seems to work or not for any length of time, or, or in the way or ex way that you anticipated or expected them to do so. You know roughly what you want, or at least what you don't want. You don't want to be in the same position that you were in 12 months' time, or the last two years, or five or ten years ago. 
that's a good starting point for them to, for you to discover as to what the future might hold and what a uh, what, what a different future might hold than the one that you're already projected um, to achieve or that you're in a, some form of stagnation and looking for a way out of the rut. And a coach or mentor can certainly help you to be able to understand as to what's causing that blockage and perhaps how to overcome it and where that future might lead. Now, the, the third thing I think is of consideration before taking on a coach is, are you willing to do what's necessary to get to where you want to go? And for me, this is a really key element. There's a lovely quote that says, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always have, and then I usually add, at best what you have already and therefore if you're wanting to achieve something different to that that you've already got or more than or in in a different lines to that that you've already achieved then perhaps we need to start by recognizing that we need to do some different things also now i'm also a firm believer that your outcome is a direct impact of your input but your input comes from a, the, the thoughts and ideas and suggestions that you have in the first place. And what I mean by this is, if you want a different outcome, you have to be willing to make a different type of input. And I'm not suggesting for one minute that that has to be significantly more than you're doing already, but perhaps it's very different to that that you're doing already. And in order to be willing to move and change from the things that you've already done that's got you to where you are right now, to take you to a different place and intentionally to a greater place, a bigger place, a, a brighter place than perhaps you are at present, then you have to be willing to acknowledge that the things that you've done that have got you to where you are perhaps aren't going to get used to where you'd like to be. And therefore a different level of thinking is required in order to be able to establish and, and embed a different level of doing, which subsequently leads to a different set of results. I remember wanting desperately to be able to finish um, my first business, to be, able to, to, to be able to start a business and to be able to set it up and to be able to determine as to what it was that we were going to do and how we were going to do it and and then then implement it and and see the results of my labor and it was only when i suddenly discovered very early on in business that the reality was very very different to that that i perceived it to be on a drawing board with a whole host of um, ideas and suggestions of motivation going forward the reality proved to be um, early mornings and late nights and sometimes evenings and weekends and People weren't paying the way that I anticipated they would, or certainly in the time frame that I anticipated they would, that all of a sudden it became a lot more of a reality that, that this is a lot tougher than I first anticipated it to be. And thankfully, um, I, I was privy to being able to uh, have conversations with a gentleman who lived at the other side of the streets to me. He was my, my opposite next door neighbour, lived opposite me in the same cul-de-sac who was somewhat significantly older than I and had been very, very successful in his business. And he was willing to, to see the enthusiasm and the encouragement um, within me and my, my, my thirst for being able to grow the business and was willing to, to tuck me under his wing and mentor me in some of the things that I needed to give considerations to. 
And one of those was this willingness to accept that one, that there's a huge gap, one between the physicality of where I was right now and where I wanted the business to be, but also in my skills and knowledge of the things that I needed to do and the order I needed to do them in and the the level of application I needed to be able to apply to those things in order for them to become the results that I needed to see. I'll never forget that he first said that so many people talk about having a funnel, be that a sales funnel or a marketing funnel or a customer service funnel or a finance funnel. It doesn't really matter as to whereabouts in the business you are. They were talking about having this this funnel of, of information at the top filtering through to become fee-paying customers and clients at the bottom and how we could rinse and repeat. However, he was very kind um, with his words. He was very considered with his words. And he said, Jay says, you need to understand that at the very beginning, it's actually a sieve. And I, I pondered on this and I, I needed to understand as to what he was referring to. So he went on to explain that when we first set up a sales funnel or a marketing funnel, he says it's actually a sieve. We have a rough idea about what it is that we want to achieve and we formulate something and we put it out there to our, our prospective customers or clients, our potential audience, and we measure the impact it has. We look at, is it doing what we expected it to do or is it doing something completely different? And at this stage, when we first launch something, we're potentially looking for any response as opposed to the response that we anticipated. That's one of a multitude of different things that somebody else might do when we put something else out there. He says, and then from a sieve, we need to measure all of the different responses that happen uh, and then determine as to all of the ones that didn't work the way that we anticipated that they would. What do we need to do differently to make a different outcome the next time we test it? And I went, the next time? What do you mean the next time? Surely we want to build something that works. And he says, well, yes, but, but it's called test and measure. We need to be able to determine as to what we think will work and then test it with our prospective audience to determine, is it going to work the way that we anticipated it to? And it's only once we've tested it and found out all of the things that didn't work, and then we go back to the drawing board and, and tweak and amend and change all the things that didn't work, and then we retest it to determine, is it having a better impact? And he said, if you, if you work well, you'll move from a sieve to a colander. He says, and all of a sudden, you've now gone from many different holes with things pouring out all over the place and never in the destination that we anticipated through to some more designated holes where we can, we, we've now narrowed down the field of where things flow out from. He says, and then you go back to the drawing board and you do it all again and you rechange and you tweak and you amend and you upgrade and then you test it again and again and again and again and eventually you patch all of the holes and you turn it into a funnel. And I went, my God, that's so clever. I hadn't ever considered the fact that the first time round is simply a test model and we need to be able to tweak and amend as we go in order to be able to move from a, a failed process to a learning process to an effective process. And it really hammered home and identified to me that there was a significant gap between that that I thought I knew and that, that I needed to know 
and that thankfully I had the help and guidance of somebody who'd already been there and done that and, and understood it, that were able to teach it and share it and, and help me to understand it in a format that made sense to me that I could subsequently implement and see the impact of. So for me, the third perhaps consideration before moving into the role of coaching and receiving some form of coach or mentorship is recognising that there's a gap between where you are right now, both physically and emotionally and financially, and where you would like to be, but also acknowledging that to fill that gap, you can either go at it a bull in a china shop and hope that whatever it is that you've come up with is the right solution and, and it's going to work perfectly and first time for you, or that you're open to suggestion and recommendation and referral um, to some challenging questions being asked to determine as to have you given full considerations to all of the different possibilities and probabilities or have you gone in there with this great idea but with a limited scope and knowledge of how that's actually going to work and a willingness to be able to accept that other people already have shared experience and to be able to work with them to benefit from their knowledge and experience and background and wisdom and and all the things that go with shared experience in order to benefit ourselves and, and progress so much quicker. So number four is, is tied to that really, and it's your willingness to be challenged on either your own beliefs or your own experiences, your own perceptions, be willing to be receiving of some, some rather challenging questions. I'm rather proud to say that within our own coaching business, My True North, that we've almost built a reputation of being willing to ask the questions that nobody else is asking. And for that, I want to go back to a quote from Jim Rowan, the great late, or the late great Jim Rowan. And he suggested that you are, or at least you become the sum of the five people with whom you are most influenced and connected to and connected by you are influenced by you are you become the sum of your five closest friends he said and what we mean by that or what certainly Jim was implying by that is you, you will have a period a series of people around you you will have your your close connections your friends your family people who are on your side and yet the chances are that when you say, oh, I'm thinking about doing this, what do you think? They will either be the, the, the naysayers, the people that turn around, that's a bit of a dodgy idea. Are you sure you really want to be doing that? That's, that's a bit risky. Um, why don't you stick to what you know? Why don't you stick to the lane that you're in? Why don't you stay where you are? Or the ones that are completely encouraging. Wow, that's a wonderful idea. What a great idea. You carry on. That's brilliant. And yet neither of them are perhaps the ones that are going to be asking you the difficult questions about, well, why would you do that? And how are you going to do that? And what happens if this occurs? And have you considered X? And how will that impact Y? Are the, are the people asking you the, the most poignant and challenging questions to be able to ensure that you're doing the right thing at the right time in the right way for the right reasons to get the right results? And for me, a coach and certainly coaching is all about being able to help people by asking some very challenging questions to ensure that you are fully committed that you've given due considerations to all of the different possibilities all of the ones that you know and have previously given considerations to but perhaps 
inviting you to give considerations to all of the things that you hadn't even stopped to consider. The things that only come from coaching by the fact that I, I'm able to work with hundreds of different businesses from hundreds of different industries and sectors and different levels of business that collectively I was able to establish and continues to establish a whole series of questions and considerations from a multitude of different people that we can bring to fore to assist you in the growth and development of you and your business. I always consider coaching a very honoured and honorary positions to be in. You see, invariably, when we're in business, we're always putting on a bright smile and a, a, and a chip in us, you know, a, a little uh, tw tweak in a step, a spring in a step with regards to how good business is and that we're driving forward, that we're continually motivated and positive. It's, it's invariably um, um, incongruent to us to be able to talk to other people about the difficulties that we suffer and, and how, how challenging things are and, and perhaps some of the things that we're struggling with within our business. That's, that's not the way that a business owner is taught to be able to run the business. And yet, as a business coach, we have the privilege, the honour to be able to sit alongside somebody and ask those challenging questions, to look under the hood, as it were, to be able to establish, well, what are the things that aren't working as well that we could help and work together on to enable them to work far more effectively that gets a better and better and better and more effective, sustainable results for you? And the only way we're able to do that is by, by being given permission for each and every one of our clients that we work with to be willing to open to being challenged on some of our own beliefs and limiting beliefs or perhaps behaviours that are incongruent with trying to achieve the goals that we've set out to achieve. Number five for me is, is about patience and understanding. It's about acknowledging that coaching is a process. There isn't an overnight success story or, or a wand that any coach walks round with and sprinkles a little bit of success dust that you wake up tomorrow morning a, a multi-gazillionaire simply by signing up with a coach. It's a little bit like signing up with a personal trainer in the gym. First of all, you acknowledge the fact that perhaps you've put on a few pounds and needs to be able to lose a little bit of weight or to trim up or, or feel a little bit better about yourself or, or look a little bit better about yourself. And then you subsequently determine that the way to do that is you're going to join a gym. So you identify the right gym and the right type of exercise and exercises that you want to do. And then you recognise that perhaps the ways to be able to continue to do that rather than turn up ad hoc and have a go at it yourself, that perhaps you want some form of help and support in uh, a structured programme to follow, um, some guidance and support, some encouragement, some motivation, some, some accountability for the actions that you take and you sign up with a personal trainer. But it still takes turning up on a daily, weekly, monthly basis and doing the work about being willing to get into the physical physical kit that you need, the, the clothing that's required, and getting on the treadmill and, and doing the miles. There's, there's no pill that you could swallow that simply wakes up the following morning and you've lost 30 pounds and you're feeling trim and you're so much fitter. 
the gyms there, the equipments there, the trainings there, the protocols are there, the trainers there, the programs there, the accountability's there. But it still requires you to be willing to turn up and do the work. There's no point turning up in, in the gym and simply sitting in the sauna and thinking that it's going to have the same impact as, as getting on the treadmill. So for me, it's about acknowledging that coaching is a process. Um, nothing happens overnight. Some things will happen quicker than others. But ultimately, it's about acknowledging that there is a, a program of work in place. And that determines that both you and your coach needs to work together over a period of weeks and months, maybe, to be able to do, really embed one, what the problem was, and two, how to identify to overcome it, and three, the right method of overcoming it, and then implementing that to see the, the results, and then embedding it. So as the coaching process comes to an end or moves on to another area of business or of life, that you don't revert back to the old methods of doing things, which we can invariably do if it's not embedded as a new behaviour. So for me, Number five is all about patience and acknowledging that coaching is a process and it still requires you to turn up and do the work, um, even if that work becomes difficult or challenging, um, difference to that that you've done previously, but also acknowledging that in order to get a different set of results, we have to have a different set of actions and that determines a different level of thinking, a different level, a level of doing. Not, a, not a, a more doing. I'm not suggesting that you've all, all of a sudden got to go from 30 hours a week to 60 hours a week or 60 to 120 hours a week. But I'm simply suggesting that perhaps it's going to be a challenging process where you've be willing to do new things in order to be able to achieve new results. Number six is all about um, the, the, the in-between the coaching sessions, really. And it's, do you have the support mechanisms around you that are going to help and achieve your goals? Because there's no point signing up to a coaching programme if all of the other people in the process around you are suggesting, why have you done that? How ridiculous, you're wasting your money. Um, surely you could have just downloaded something off YouTube. If you've got people around you that aren't supportive of the fact that you've made this decisions to invest in yourself and your process and the processes that are going to be um, helped and, and supported and embedded within you in the business to be able to get you to a different level if you haven't got people that are acknowledging that this is an investment in you and your time um, and your business as opposed to um, the naysayers the, the doubters the ones that don't understand the impact that coaching can have the people that question and doubt anything that you've done or you're trying that's new, the ones that are quick to be able to say, ah, I told you it wouldn't work. Well, like I said at the beginning, it starts off as a sieve and moves, uh, sorry, uh, uh, as, a, uh, as a sieve and moves into a, a colander before it becomes the funnel. And implementing anything that's new has to have a time to be able to be embedded and tested and measured in order to know that it works. So to have a team around us or, or other people around us support mechanisms in place, the accountability that says, yes, I've turned up for my coaching session, but from it, I've made these commitments and I'm going to implement these within my business to see the results so that I can come back to my coach in a week or a fortnight or a, a month's time with some actions that I've taken so we can talk through the impact that they've had and perhaps tweak and amend them in order to be able to ensure that they're working as effectively as possible. And then finally, it's to determine as to 
which of the many different services and help and support out there is the right one for you. You see, there are many people that talk about coaching um, and, and establish, well, 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 is that the right solution? And for some, for many it is, but, but for others it's not. Um, for, for others, there might be the need for some training. And you might want to find a trainer and a training company that's going to teach you some new skills. Um, a trainer is all about being able to have a skill set and be willing to be able to teach you a series of skills in order that you can imitate and then replicate, perfect those skills that you can become competent in that also. Um, it might be that you're looking for a consultant. For me, a consultant is usually brought in to provide a specific solution to a specific problem. It might be that there's a tax consultant or an HR consultant that's brought in to address a specific issue and that, that will work with you. They usually bring some help and resource and, and considerations to the, to, to the fore um, and then work with you on a specific thing. Um, a mentor. A mentor's usually been where you want to go. A mentor's usually already achieved some things in their own life and is able to be able to help guide and support through their own wisdom and experience um, through that process. It might be that they've already achieved a certain amount within their own lives that you're, you're, you're yet to re uh, achieve. And by doing so, you can be guided through the steps by somebody else who's already been there and done it. But for me, um, coaching, coaching is, is specifically uh, around being able to help others by asking a series of questions and considerations to be able to challenge people's thoughts and ideas and, um, and, and perceptions of what they are capable of or what's available and capable, uh, the business is capable of achieving. Um, a coach can help be able to take dreams and convert them into goals and strategies and then help and cheer you on along the way in order to be able to help and complete them. For me, coaching is all about being able to ask a series of questions of people that get them to question and de debate, debate and consider their own limiting beliefs of what they're capable of, what their business is capable of, what what is achievable, and then helping them to um, put the systems, people and processes in place to be able to achieve perhaps more than they would ever done if they tried to do it on their own. And for me, they're the seven real considerations that someone ought to give time to review and revise before considering whether coaching's the right the, the right method for, for you and your business. Like I say, I, I genuinely believe that coaching has a place in the world, uh, both in business and in people's personal lives, um, and that we can all be better off as a result of being coached through some of the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves or about our business or about our industry to be able to achieve more than we would otherwise have done so. There's a great quote by Bill Gates and by Ben Schmidt from Google, who both have said in several times over in various different interviews, if you want to get ahead, get a coach. And it's as simple as that. Um, I, I genuinely believe that coaching is a force for good, that there is a great opportunity for anyone and everyone to be coached. And yet, 
we have to identify in ourselves as to whether we are ready to be coached, whether we are wanting to take as us as individuals or as a business or as an entity to the next level, if we are keen to be able to determine as to what that might look like and how we might want to be able to achieve that and be open to be challenged about our current thinking that's led us to where we are today if we've already identified that where we are today there is still a significant gap between where we are and where we would like to be and opens to be challenged on how best to bridge that gap and that's it if you think that coaching might be something of interest or relevance to you we are business scale-up coaches that's what we do um, rather than being a business coach as per se that tends to look at systems and processes to understand as to what are you doing and how could you perhaps do it better we tend to concentrate a niche in the scale-up market therefore we are looking for business owners and we work with business owners who are ready to be able to take their business to the next level if you're already at five figures and wants to get to six if you're at six figures and wants to get to seven if you're at seven figures and want to get to eight or eight and get to nine we're looking to be able to help business owners accelerate the speed of growth within their business and we do that through a proven eight step add a zero methodology and we do it at three different levels dependent on the size of business and your experience in business to date we do it through both group coaching and individual coaching programs and we do it particularly well we know that because not only have we won some awards but we've had numerous of our clients that have gone on to win national and international awards as a direct result of impacting and implementing the add a zero methodology within their business and the simple fact is as the ethical coaching company something that was bestowed upon us in 2017 when we won an award as opposed to just a, a catchy title from a, a marketing or PR agency as an ethical coaching company we give everyone the opportunity to be able to come and try before you buy every week we run a free scale-up session on zoom where we invite members of the public just like you or I business owners to be able to come along where we will ask a question what's the what's the biggest problem that you're currently facing and how best might we fix it we do that because we've got our proven add a zero methodology we've printed it into our book the add a zero scalability book um, and on a um, every week on our scale up sessions I'll simply flick through the book we'll find a page and whichever page it's on doesn't matter which of the 290 odd pages in the book all around business and scale we'll skim through the book we'll find a page we'll open the page and find out what the title is and we'll make that the subject for talking about scale up in your business today and like I say with multitude of different titles multitude of different subjects to talk about you'll never you'll you'll never get the same subject twice um, if you comes to a multitude of different scale-up sessions and it's all about being able to demonstrate who we are and what we're about and how we can help and support you in your business prior to you making a decision as to whether working with my true north is the right way for you to be able to significantly and sustainably scale both you and your business I'll make sure that all of the links are in the show notes to this episode 
and if it's something that might be of interest to you either now or at some stage in the future you'd be more than welcome to be able to come to one of our weekly scale up sessions to see for yourself who we are and what we do but for today that's my seven considerations that i believe that every business owner ought to make to determine as to whether you're ready to be coached that when you sign up with a coach and when you choose that coaching is right for you that you go into it with the right attitude and with the right expectations in order to be able to get the right results that's jay allen from my true north and i'm delighted to be able to be of service to you here on this podcast i'm very much looking forward to sharing some more content with you again next week on how to significantly and sustainably scale your business and add a zero to your personal disposable income god bless take care and look forward to speaking to you again real soon all the best that's all for this episode as always we really thank you for listening and welcome your comments thoughts and suggestions so please do drop us a line by emailing podcast at mytruenorth.biz and don't forget if you haven't already done so hit the subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening to this through and tell your colleagues and business network all about who we are You've been listening to the Add a Zero podcast presented by Jay Allen, brought to you in association with My True North, the UK's leading ethical coaching company. 